Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at theatergame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Target. Thank you. Howdy, how's everyone going? Um, didn't get to watch the McGregor fight with Cowboy. Um, today is Sunday as I record this. Uh, it is 12.06 a.m. Uh, the reason I'm recording this on Saturday as opposed to uh, Sunday, my typical day I record, is I got a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament tomorrow, which I'm pretty excited for. I'm competing in the 154 class, which is not my normal one. I usually compete at 145, but I can't cut down that much uh, for this one. So I'm excited for that. So I just want to spend tomorrow just kind of relaxing, getting ready, for, and getting myself amped up for that. Um, and so you also might have noticed in my disclaimer, uh, I'm only long on stock positions uh, on Target. And that is going to be uh, followed up on uh, in the weekly play section right now. Real quickly before we hop into uh, my plays, uh, I want to bring up that the markets are in fact closed for Martin Luther King Day um, on Monday, so you can relax, spend time with your family. Maybe you're shoveling snow in the Midwest, Mr. Logan, or you're coding on some Tastyworks integration, Mr. Batuga. Um, but I've been getting reached out by um, you know a few listeners uh, still describing to me what they're doing when they listen to the podcast, and it's always it's always really nice and wholesome when I get to hear those. So continue if you do you know uh, do something weird or do something you know out of the ordinary while listening to the podcast. Go ahead and tweet at me. I'll go and retweet you. The more excuses I have to share uh, that the podcast exists, I mean it helps support the site anyway. So go ahead, tweet at me. So last week was the earnings for banks, and banks did awesome. Uh, like all the banks did awesome. Uh, Morgan Stanley did awesome as well. So the economy still looks very strong. Uh, consumer is the consumers us. We're still buying all the things. Uh, we're still getting paid a lot. Unemployment is still low. Um, so yeah, this bullish trend is going to continue. I could only see. Um, like Iran or possibly like China news uh, derailing us for just even just a little bit. I think everyone right now is uh, wants to get in on a dip or wants to get in on every dip. So that's why we see this melt up where people are still holding but yet still FOMO and uh, just very slowly one at a time uh, until we you know continue this bullish cycle. So earnings for this week. Uh, I mean, they're pretty good. Uh, there's a good handful of big names um, this week, uh, though you definitely want to double check uh, if these dates are finalized because I, you know, these dates do shift and they can change uh, after like I record this episode. So uh, after close on Monday, and that's why I that's why I even bring this up. Uh, Logitech is still supposed to report on Monday. And I know the markets are closed, so you won't be able to trade uh, Logitech um, because I should have probably announced this Friday. Um, but you shouldn't be trading Logitech anyway. There's not enough volume on those. Um, Tuesday. Uh, there is Netflix, uh, as well as United Airlines, Capital One, TD Ameritrade, Interactive Brokers, um, after the bell. And then so on Wednesday, there's Ally Bank, before the bell, and uh, Texas Instruments, after close on Wednesday, um, or after the bell. And 
Texas Instruments, um, I, I think I mentioned this in the last earnings when uh, I talked about Texas Instruments. Uh, they are, uh, they, they set the precedence for uh, microchips or not, or not microchips, uh, semiconductors. So, you know, if you have any holdings in AMD or Intel or NVIDIA and you don't want to be exposed to volatility or any sort of radical price action, you probably want to exit your trades or put in your hedges uh, before market close on Wednesday. Um, you know, when you think of Texas Instruments, I'm sure that you think of the TI-89 or the graphing calculator, and you're probably wondering, like, what does this have to do with semiconductors? Um, they just report numbers, and they give a general consensus of the market of how semiconductors are doing, because they, in fact, do use them in, every, in all their products, right? <clears throat> so moving on, before open on Thursday, you have Procter & Gamble, Southwest, JetBlue. Um, and then after close Thursday, you have the first semiconductor, uh, real semiconductor company, Intel, reporting, as well as Discover uh, and E-Trade. And then before open on Friday, you have American Express. You also have InBev, but I absolutely do not recommend uh, investing into a stock that volatile. So that wraps up the earnings for this week. Um, if anything, I would probably trade or, you know, do some sort of options plays on Netflix just because, you know, it's a tech stock. It has high P&E um, and, you know, the volatility is there. So, you know, selling options is pretty lucrative for Netflix, even if it is an earnings play. If, you, if you've had an itch to play earnings with a Theta Gang trade, I think this is a good one to get, uh, to get started with. Um, again, it, it could whip up or down. Um, and you will hit your max loss. There's a good chance you will hit your max loss. But instead of buying puts or buying calls, if you rather just do a Thady Gang strategy, um, Netflix is a good candidate. Um, you know, and then also Intel. Uh, I'm familiar with Intel. I'm familiar with their you know business workings with the new CEO. Like I keep up to date with Intel, so I will um, probably not trade Intel. I'll keep an eye on it, uh, especially after the Texas Instruments. Uh, after close on Wednesday earnings report. Um, oh, and look, I'm looking here. You you also have Atlassian reporting uh, on Thursday as well. So you know, tech stocks are you know ramping up to report uh, you know this month, and we're getting Intel first and Netflix along with that. Um, it, it's going to be interesting uh, to see where all the growth stocks are heading because you know just like last earnings growth stocks were taking a huge hit but like they've made a monster return um, you know th uh, like all the way up until now so lots to see lots to observe don't play earnings uh, because they're dangerous but if you absolutely have to um, yeah definitely make sure your max loss is defined and you go in with uh, you know your head behind your head behind you. <laughs> Your head between your shoulders. Your head on your shoulders. All right, and that uh, that wraps it up uh, for earnings. Um, again, they're dangerous. Don't play them. Uh, just gonna say that outright. Uh, I think it's pretty dumb to play earnings. Even when I play earnings, I think it's dumb. Um, but again, I'm just up in general, so I feel like I'm allowed to almost make those risks. Where you know, if someone's just 
starting or like just getting the, those first few trades in you don't want to start off with earnings because that's going to destroy you if just at least one of them go wrong right you don't want to start off with like um you know hitting your max loss once and then it takes like another five trades for you to make back that capital because of your plus 50 percent trigger um right because you got to think about every single max loss how many more trades 80 gang trades you got to make uh to break even on that one max loss so always take account of that um and also those lotto trades add up too so you know if if you say hey um i'm going to do 80 gang trades but you know just when earnings come out what what is one call that i buy going to do really if you have that type of mentality especially if you're buying calls when volatility is really high you're paying that extra premium for that call that you are buying or maybe that put that you are buying because you don't believe in that company or that you don't believe in their earnings for that quarter um those add up right you you spend maybe like 80 100 bucks for a very out the money call it doesn't go in the money and you burned 80 100 dollars and you know you could easily bought yourself uh, probably six cases of Diet Coke, kind of brought, bought yourself maybe like seven burritos uh, with guac. You know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with a hundred bucks. So just remember, they add up. Moving along here, um, how did my plays go? Um, I closed a luck and coffee position for 56%. So that was pretty cool. Um, that was my, I think that was my third trade alert trade. Um, and then I also have one open right now that's about to hit the 50% trigger. Um, I also have an open Facebook position uh, that's about to hit the 50% trigger. So that feels pretty good. Um, I've been on a winning spree for these trade alerts for my patrons. We did, however, at the very end of the week, uh, lost on a put credit spread for Target. Uh, the holiday numbers were not there. Uh, so that closed for 50% of the max loss. Uh, it didn't quite reach max loss because it did just hover right in the middle of the spread. Um, and also I had a naked put that I want to start the wheel on target. So that got assigned at 125 and that explains why I'm long on target. So I entered target at 125. You can see that it's probably trading at like 117-ish, 116-ish. So I'll be selling covered calls uh, to help my break even uh, and eventually just, you know, hold on to target because I'm totally fine with holding target uh, because I started the wheel on it, which is something that we'll talk about in just a bit. I also opened a the trading desk position that uh, I'm pretty happy with and you can see all of my open trades if you go ahead and follow me at patreon.com slash gang and swoop up a seat. Uh, the $20, $30, $40 tier is all sold out though the $50 and $60 tier is available. There's only a few more spots on the $50 tier um, but yeah. As a patron, you not only get real-time text alerts for when I open and close trades, you get to view my open trades online, and you get to join the Discord and uh, communicate with me with any trades that you might need help with uh, and all that good stuff. As a patron, you also get due diligence prior to everyone else. I talk about my you know, stock holdings and what I want to go along on on my podcast, but I also do go over that in my Discord. Um, and you also get to see the plays that I set up uh, in on ThetaGain.com, right? Um, so just to iterate on that, uh, I no longer hold Luck and Coffee, Datadog, Match, Snapchat, or Twitter because they all got called away. So I, uh, you know, I only own Target. 
I got a signed target at 125. It trades at 116. So that nets me probably like a $900 difference or something like that right now. Uh, but because I did so well, Luck and Coffee, Datadog, Match, Snapchat, and Twitter, that all got called away for a higher price than I bought it at, uh, your boy is very much green. Uh, it's these types of plays and this types, these types of buffers that let me do the types of plays that I do and that lets me trade with a peace of mind. So again, you get all access to my due diligence and any questions that you might have for me uh, directly uh, in a form of communication or in direct form of communication like Discord. So next up, I have what will I do? And I have two bullet points here. And so there's I, <laughs> bullet point one is Becky. Um, I think Becky stocks um, are really good right now. And I think I might have mentioned this in the last podcast episode. If I didn't, I'll just say it here one more time. Or if I did, I'll say it here one more time. Um, Becky stocks are really good, especially if they pay a dividend. Um, you know, they most of them don't, though I think maybe Starbucks does. I need to double check that real quick. Star S Bucks. Let's go. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, they do pay a dividend. Um, and Apple it probably plays a dividend too which just yeah it's crazy yeah so apple and starbucks and among others you know becky stocks i'm sure um also pay a dividend and the thing is uh, i have a podcast episode called Economics that talks about you know uh, women are staying single longer they're spending more on themselves they're also making more money and profit margins on makeup and all that stuff is pretty good um, namely uh, you know marketing costs are g getting higher because influencers are charging more um, but that's still relatively cheap you're not paying someone to do like a you know a cable wide uh, advertisement you're just paying an influencer to you know post a picture um, you know that that's it's really relatively cheap compared to maybe like you know a full-blown nationwide uh infomercial but the prices that the influencers are charging is going up but that's your least of your concern right um when there's a downturn or a recession uh you know becky will not stop buying the caramel macchiato from starbucks right becky will never not have the next iphone I consider myself a Becky, okay? Like, honestly, uh, th this is the best mantra that I can ever, like, ever talk about with the stocks right now is that, you know, Becky is so solid um, as an option because it just covers everything. So you can think about Becky. Uh, you have retail, like Target. You also have retail, like Ulta. But you also have tech, like an Apple. And, you know, you have... Uh, you know, different types of retail, maybe more concentrated in this new athleisure type of uh, wear, like Lulu. Um, you you really have a diverse portfolio with Becky, um, and I, I see many upsides to it. Uh, just go ahead and listen to my Sheikonomics episode. Uh, that's really good. It was based on a uh, report by Morgan Stanley. So again. Uh, very long on Becky. Just going to be looking at those stocks and seeing uh, if there's a, any good entry points. I'm not going to force any positions. I'm going to uh, look if there's a sudden dip. I'll probably sell maybe like a put credit spread on. Um, but again, if you want to be notified of when I do go in on these trades or when I execute them, close them, open them, whatever, go and sign up on Patreon. Last up here uh, on the weekly play section, I have Visa. Um, Visa's uh, Plaid acquisition is probably the bullish thing I've ever seen a credit card company do. 
um, from the tech side as someone that wants to um, you know incorporate or integrate some like software stuff or you know fancy libraries and all these fancy API calls that make my life easier plaid was an option for me that I was looking at uh, visa acquiring them to fight against PayPal's Venmo especially since they just got the okay to expand in China is all very bullish so I might force visa um, you know even if it does go up maybe I do sell um, so some sort of put position at some sort of strike um, but we'll go and see about that this week Okay, and one last thing, one last, last thing before I finish off the weekly plays. Um, I met with my friend uh, Mike um, that recently got into Theta Gang Trades or ThetaGang.com. It's crazy. He actually found out about this podcast organically. Like, I haven't talked to Mike in a pretty long time, and he just messages me uh, ye like yesterday saying like, yo, uh, are you the – your voice sounds familiar. Uh, are you the host of Theta Gang podcast? I was like, yeah. And so we met for coffee today and I explained to him, uh, basically in the lowdown of like all my podcast episodes, like teaching him what spreads are and all that stuff, which you guys will learn today. Um, also taught him the wheel, which you guys will learn some other time, but he's getting it really quickly. But I just wanted to bring this up because not only am I going to just shout him out right now, Mike, hi. Um, I, I also want to bring up a question that he brought up that I think uh, really resonated with me and that I thought I had a pretty good metaphor for was that um, he asked me, yo, Junie, what do you think about um, people that call selling options or buying options gambling? Um, and I rebuttaled with, I think just investing in general is gambling. In fact, I think it's just educated guesses. I, But again, it's still gambling just because the outcome isn't defined. Um, and, you know, you go into it thinking you can lose money no matter what you do. And that's obviously true because there, there are rogue scenarios. Um, but the metaphor I like to use about, you know, selling options um, or buying options really is you are at a casino. You walk in and you see the roulette wheel. I'm going to like do a one-to-one -one comparison on the roulette wheel to the stock market. You look at the stock market and the stock market generally goes in what direction? It goes up. In fact, right now it has been it's not it hasn't been higher than it's ever been than right now, right? So, this general trend of the stock market always going up puts you at an advantage. The roulette wheel is tilted. So, you can think about on the x-axis of the roulette wheel, it's tilted down a little bit. So you always know that the ball will land in that area, right? You can use that information, and especially with how hard you spin the wheel or whatever, uh, but that's going to be on the point. Um, you know that the general direction of the stock market is up. So this also lines up with when I pitch put credit spreads over call credit spreads. Um, not only does it feel bad when the stock goes up and you lose money, but the stock market just generally goes up. So what do you do in this position? You do a majority of put credit spreads because the market generally goes up. Don't try to time anything. Just do the thing that you're already working with less if there's any tension. I brought this up on Twitter plenty of times. Um, the market just generally goes up. Don't fight the trend. Sell more puts than you buy calls and you'll be okay. 
I think I have solid proof of that uh, from my training history, um, which I'm thankful for because I feel like a lot of people don't talk poop on me because I have my history online and they don't. So honestly, no one, unless if they have history and they're willing to show it to me, can talk poop, really. Um, and I stand by that. Uh, this, this platform is built by uh, a option seller for option sellers and for you know option buyers. It's like a first-hand experience from like a millennial that's just trying to change the industry, right? Like I'm trying to change the fact that, you know, maybe if you lose a lot, I don't want that to be a hindrance to you wanting to put in trades. So I'm also thinking about even taking out the win-loss ratio. You know, I'm, you know what I mean? I, I don't want people altering their trades or modifying their trades to, uh, you know, skew their logging history to make themselves look cool. I don't want people to go on Twitter and be like, uh, yo, look at my trading history. It's so dope. Follow me on uh, thetagain.com because uh, I'll promise you tendies. That's not what I want, right? I want just people sharing their trading ideas. I want people to, you know, maybe keep a log, keep some sort of tracking log if it helps them. But this is a no ego platform. I just want people helping out uh, each other uh, and just feel good. You know, having a community that is laid back, chill, but is also educated. And we're all on the same page that we just want to get good. Oh my God. It is um, 20 one minutes into the episode and I haven't even started a new website updates. Sorry for the long spiel. I felt like, uh, you know, today was just a very long day of developing. I just needed to have that rant. So thank you for letting me have those uh, few precious moments uh, of your ears. Um, the new website updates, new thetagang.com website updates. There are new icons for the nav bar. And when you click on it, um, you get like some indication, like it fills in solid uh, to indicate like what tab you're on. So, you know, it just doesn't, it, it feels good now. Um, that's been bothering me for a long time. But the icon package did cost me uh, $99 for a year. So, you know, the Patreon money is going to somewhere good. Uh, the logo was 300 bucks. Uh, all the website database stuff are, is like hundreds of dollars. So thank you guys for supporting me uh, and the podcast and website. It's just, it's a big, big help. And it feels really good um, putting it back into the platform where all of you guys um, just, you know, reside, communicate with each other, have fun, uh, learn from each other. It's, it feels really good. Next on the list for new website updates, newthetagang.com website updates, um, you can now do covered calls. Um, you can also close trades that get assigned. Um, there, so there's a few bullet points here, and I know I will get a few comments on the website as well as Twitter from the people that don't listen to the podcast, but let me go and explain it here. Um, covered calls. You'll notice that you can't go long on stock uh, for covered calls, uh, meaning you don't have to input stocks on the website for you to do a covered call. It, it, when you do a covered call on datagain.com, it's just implied that you have the long stock. When I was um, when I was implementing this, when I was thinking about it, as I was like designing everything, I was like, you know, it, it seems like a nightmare to have you backlog all of your long stock into the platform. And that's not what datagain.com was ever envisioned to be. It's not this inventory or second panel for you to maintain or manage 
um, along with your broker app, right? That's not that's not the that's not the way, or it's not fun. It's not healthy to do because that seems like a lot of management. So ThetaGang.com will be focused on options trades, and so you know you won't ever um, need to really go long or short stock. Um, rather, if you do go long or short from an assignment, that's where the assignment feature comes in uh, that I implemented, which is, will be out by the time you're listening to this. Um, so when you close a trade, you also have this uh, radio button that you can click on or this checkbox that uh, designates if you got assigned on the trade or not. Um, for example, my target 125 short naked put got assigned because target ended up at 116. Now, the only thing I need to talk about for assignments is that um, they will always uh, just close uh, for a zero profit loss um, number. And so that means your profit loss number won't be um, affected. But any um, assignment on stock or going short on stock will count as a loss. But if you're covered calls, and this is the only time when it counts as a win, um, is uh, when your uh, covered calls get assigned. And the logic behind that is that um, when you get a covered call assigned, uh, you're selling, you're typically selling your uh, long stock um, and receiving premium at the same time, usually netting you a win. Now, this isn't 100% of the case, but it will be 95% of the case. Um, that your cover calls net you green. So that's why it, calls, it counts as a win. Um, it, now, any other time you get assigned, whether it's a short naked put or a short naked call, um, it counts as a loss because you are longing or shorting stock at a less than ideal price. So some of you might be like, okay, I started the wheel um, you know, for Target and I got assigned Target at 125 Um but you know, I wanted to do it, so it counts as a win. Um, it, it that doesn't count because I even eat my own dog food. I don't know how the metaphor goes, but my target assignment got counts uh, counts as a loss because it, I sure started the wheel because I wanted to start the wheel. Um, but target is trading at one sixteen, so that's minus nine hundred dollars, right? And real quickly, if you don't understand any of this, um, the next following episodes will absolutely make this make more sense. So I'm sorry if this was a little bit too much of jargon, um, but that explains the features uh, that got released. So you can now do covered calls. You do not have to designate long stock or short stock. And believe me, you'll thank me later. Uh, none of my competitors, and I'm doing that with air quotes because honestly, there's no competition. Datagain.com has the best input of trades possible. Like everyone else just gives you a form and my brain just turns off. Uh, it's just really bad. Um, but also you have assignments uh, where you can close them and you net zero on your PNL. So your PNL number doesn't get um, affected, but you know, your covered calls counts as wins and any other assignments um, count as a loss. Wow. Uh, so that was a lot. Um, sorry again. Uh, but yeah, those two, the cover calls and closing uh, assigned trades um, are more than likely going to be the last trade types um, for, you know, at least 
business quarter one uh, I'm gonna be moving on to making the platform just feel smoother and better you know, making the UX just a little bit better um, maybe adding a splash screen all that's good stuff um, but yeah uh, I think honestly with covered calls and closing assigned trades um, that should cover most scenarios for everyone. I know a lot of people want calendar spreads and you know jade lizards and zebras, um, though because those aren't as popular as these you know bare basic trades. Um, those will come at a later time when I could think of a better UX um, than just like mishmashing what I currently have together to make those happen. So I want to do those trades, but I also want to do them right. So those will come at a later time. Today's topic. Uh, call credit spreads um, it is the one of the bread and butter trades that you should get comfortable with when first starting theta gang trades um, we talked very briefly before um, on two episodes about credit spreads um, namely those are mentioned in the uh, naked call uh, selling naked call uh, episodes uh, as well as the selling naked puts episodes where you know in those episodes I say that those type of strategies have undefined risk um, call credit spreads have defined risk uh, this is absolutely a lot uh, call credit spreads along with put credit spreads should be the two types of trades that you start out with when you first want to start theta gang um, and we'll go in and talk about why that is all right, let's get a refresher. Um, first of all, uh, you know, call credit spreads are a bearish strategy. Um, although they do have the word call in the name, it is a bearish strategy. Call credit spreads are bearish. Um, if you bought uh, a naked call, and let's go with the Apple at 100 example, just like we usually do. Um, if you were bullish on Apple, uh, you would buy maybe like the I don't know the 105 call that expires in three weeks right so in three weeks it'll go up five percent and it will go maybe a little bit more and you'll break even uh, you'll be at break even at 105 I mean you're hoping that it goes past 105 so you make some money but your break even is at 105 so you're you're solid um, now that's when you buy a naked call you can see why uh, that's a little risky right because the stock has to go up five percent and then some for you to make any money at expiration right and like I mentioned before you don't want to be buying options um, especially you know if you're tired of you know losing all the time uh, you want to make probability profit more in your favor so you need to execute trades that have more probabilities of success um, by that I mean more ways to be successful so if you sell options like we mentioned in the um, call naked selling naked call episode if you sold the 105 call you make money if it's literally just 105 or below so if Apple is currently trading at 100 if it traded flat you'd keep all the premium that you received if it went down you keep all the uh, premium that you received. You also receive premium all the premium if it goes a little bit up. If it doesn't pass 105, you keep all the premium, right? Um, so, you know, selling calls or selling puts seems really lucrative. Now, when you sell a naked call, say you sell the naked 105, and uh, you know it jumps up to 120, well, you just 
but you're in you're in the hole for fifteen hundred dollars. Maybe you know Apple becomes the only phone distributor and or phone maker in all the world because you know I, I don't know all the factories shut down for all the other phone stores and it's like the only phone and the stock price goes up to three hundred bucks. Uh, you're out a lot of money, right? So y you're probably wondering when you're selling this naked call, like, man, I wish I could, you know, some, uh, you know, kind of like max my uh, max or find my max loss somehow or define my max loss somehow and that's where call credit spreads come in right when you make it a spread you define your max loss so let's go in let's see what that looks like so real really calm really calm I, I know I'm talking a little fast I gotta calm down a little bit I drank too much via coffee today Apple is at $100 and you know you decide hey I want to start doing theta gain trades I want to sell the 105 so as long as the price isn't above 105, and I mean it could go up to 104, it could stay flat at 100, or it could go down, you keep all the premium. But you want protection for if Apple just so happened to moon, like moon beyond belief, right? You want to somehow protect yourself for when Apple jumps straight up to 200, because that you're in for a bad time if that happens. Now, the way you make this a spread is you buy the further out the money option. So I'm going to say further out the money option uh, just for the sake of, of being ambiguous, <laughs> ambigu ambiguous uh, to put. So to make anything a spread, you always buy the further out the money option, um, at least a credit spread in the credit spread example. So for example, for a put credit spread, you would sell the closer the closer to the money, maybe like the 95, and then buy the 90 put. But for a call credit spread, you would sell the 105 and then buy the 110 call. All right, so here comes the hardest part of understanding why credit spread uh, caps your max loss. You're probably wondering, yo, Junie, what does buying a, like the call have anything to do with this? And I'm not going to explain to you the Greeks. I'm not going to tell you why gamma increases or why theta increases or decreases. I'm not going to tell you any of that. You're going to fall asleep if I do. I got to give you the explain like I'm five because you guys are all very smart, but you guys have other things going on in your life that you can't concentrate that hard in the car uh, for me to explain this. So you buy the 110 call because as you know, Apple moons to 200, what happens to your 110 call? It gets way, way more in the money, gets way more expensive. So it offsets the cost of you buying back the closer to the money 105 call that you sold. Because remember, to close a short option, meaning one that you wrote or AKA one that you sold, you have to buy it back, especially if it's in the money. You can let it you know, expire worthless or maybe, you know, ex, you know, expire at, uh, at expiration, but have it be in the money and get exercise. Um, that's, a, that's a little bit of another topic, but you need to end up buying it back most of the time. And I, I'd say like 99% of the time you'd buy it back, um, whether it's a profit trigger or something, but, um, the 105 call also gets really, really expensive, right? As Apple shoots up to 200. Um, so you have these two options, one that you sold and one that you bought. Remember, you sold the 105 and one you uh, bought the 110. They're both getting really, really expensive 
as uh, Apple shoots up to 200. Let's take, for example, the case where you just sold the naked call. You, you didn't think it would go above 105, um, and it shoots up to 200. Um, you basically now just owe $9,500, right? But if you had sold, say, the... Um, uh, the the one or bought the 110 sorry not sold but you bought the 110 to cap it now when the price shoots up to 200 um, because you have to buy back the 105 call that is really expensive now you can also sell back at the same time the 110 so it's it's really this this balancing act that happens as you own both of the options at the same time now obviously um, this is totally uh, dependent on you entering as a spread right you don't like, like leg into it so for example um, you, you might say like hey why, why don't I just sell the 105 call and then buy the 110 later when it does shoot up to 200 see that doesn't work because the 110 after it's at 200 is already a boatload of money and the 105 that you sold is now worth a boatload of money. In fact, it's way more expensive than the credit that you received for it. So now you have to buy back the 105 uh, when it's really, really expensive. So I hope that puts into perspective of how spreads help you cap your max loss. Because it, in, in theory, it's kind of like insurance. As uh, it gets deeper and deeper into the money, the, you know, the more out the money call in this case that you bought gets more and more expensive so you can sell that later to hedge your loss against your uh, short 105 call. You might also be thinking in the car uh, is there ever a case that your 110 call would be more expensive than your 105 call netting you a profit in this scenario and the answer is no. Um, this is something that um, uh, I had to talk about with Mike earlier and I had to make sure that he understood that um, the 105 call will always be more expensive than the 110 call. That is guaranteed for a fact um, because the 105 call has way more of a chance happening and if it's already in the money, it has more intrinsic value. I have an episode about intrinsic value. It just basically explains that options that have more of a likely chance to happen or options that are more deep in the money uh, are just more expensive from their inherent value of just uh, you know the price that it can be exercised at. So that explains call credit spreads. So you know, as as I tell you guys, you know what the best beginner trades are. I would never tell you to sell a naked call. I would never tell you to sell a naked put either, uh, especially when you're starting. Um, but I would tell you uh, to play around with call credit spreads and put credit spreads because max loss is defined. Uh, I think that you know you should only look to start the wheel when you are comfortable with options, though it does seem like a pretty easy way to start. Uh, if you have a lot of capital, I don't oppose starting with the wheel. But if you do have a shortage of capital or maybe you don't want to play with uh, too much, call credit spreads is, uh, or just credit spreads in general is where it's at. I do have some uh, advice about call credit spreads and it's usually uh, along the lines of don't do them because they are bearish and the market tends to go what direction? Up. 
And so when you do a call credit spread, you get in the scenario where if you do lose on those, now you're bitter when the stock market goes up and it, it just messes up your mindset, right? Um, a lot of trading is, uh, as you know, a book that Mike has read just recently is like 80% psychological. Um, you need to have the correct mindset like all the time. Don't get triggered. Don't get tilted. Um, and, you know, just playing with the market trend helps with that a lot. Uh, next week, we'll uh, visit uh, put credit spreads where we'll talk about um, just everything, just the opposite, just so we drill down as a, you know, driving or snow shoveling exercise. Um, but, yeah, just a few fun facts or not fun facts, but just a few tips for credit spreads in general, whether you're, if you want to just go ahead with call credit spreads or you want to put credit spreads. Um, the wider the strikes uh, increases the probability of profit, but it also increases your max loss. And that has to deal with uh, the width of the strikes uh, defining uh, just how much you're able to withstand of intrinsic value in case if it goes south or in case the trade goes south on you. Um, but the reason uh, more is that like you collect more premium as the strikes are wider. But I highly suggest you don't go base it off of uh, the premium received really you look at the probability of profit first you want to make sure that these credit spreads have a probability of profit of around 70 percent is absolutely what i recommend and then you also have to see whether or not if the profit trigger of 50 percent is viable so maybe you enter a call credit spread that has a 70 percent chance of profit but if you're only receiving five dollars of credit maybe it's not quite worth taking on the trade right especially if your uh, max loss is 250 or 500 five bucks is not worth it. you gotta make sure that the credit receive makes sense but you also have to make probability of profit um, that percentage a priority lastly you want to also make sure that your credit spreads um, the options that you're trading the you know uh, you want to be on a platform that tells you the volume of the trades um, the you know it's important and it's imperative that the options that you trade have high volume uh, because these contracts can easily be, be manipulated by you know just a random person I could easily go into a low volume contract and set an asking price of you know uh, you know a few hundred dollars more and you'd be surprised how many of these actually trigger because there's folks on Robinhood that don't get to see the volume or that don't uh, actively look at volume sorry I'm pretty sure they do show you the volume that don't actively look at the volume or keep measures of the volume and end up overpaying for a position so uh, you know if you're on Tastyworks um, they have this handy uh, notation on their expirations that designate if it's a weekly option meaning it's one that expires you know weekly um, not meaning like expires this week, but there are actually weekly and monthly options. That's something I want to get into as a podcast episode too. Um, but you know, these monthly options have way more volume than these weekly uh, expirations. And so these monthly volumes uh, of contracts might be in the thousands while these weekly contracts might be in the tens, right? Maybe like it's 60 versus like 1.3 K. The one with 1.3K is going to have less slippage, which is uh, a fancy term for the difference of the bid and ask spread, so that when you do end up closing your option, you get a decent price. Have you noticed that you know on low volume contracts that the bid and ask is really far apart, so it's hard to fill at the price that you expected it to fill for, because no one will you know actually sell at the low. Uh, they'll always sell 
maybe at the mid, but tend to be higher, right? So um, definitely just be aware of volume, uh, make probability of profit the priority, and check to see if the credit that you receive is something that you're comfortable with, as well as the max loss. Um, always have to assume that your trades will go to zero, but you'll also have to set the profit trigger of plus 50%. Wow, that was a lot. Um, but I hope that was informative. It is 1.08 a.m. Sunday, and I have a tournament tomorrow. <coughs> um, but <coughs> I think I'm about to wrap it up. Uh, let me go ahead and start the outro here. <coughs> This last week was crazy. Um, all of my stocks got called away. I got assigned on Target, but I don't mind because it's part of Becky. Um, but yeah, if you had followed me on like all of my trades, you'd be up 70% for the year. So honestly, I feel like this Patreon uh, offer is more of a bargain, especially since it's already cheaper by like 50% than like any other sort of trade alert system. And I mean, come on, I like talk about it on the podcast and I back up all my trades and everything. Um, Patreon $20 tier is sold out so is the $30, $40 tier the $50 and $60 tier is available, the tier gives you a flare message on the site banner and allows you to view my open trades as well as receive SMS text messages uh, from when I open and close um, Patreons also get early access to due diligence and get to vote for podcast topics and more Alright, this list gets longer and longer, I swear. Uh, extended shoutouts to Ryzen1020, Saeed1973, Leo Jetson, Master Johnsy, HP Larry, Funding Secured 69, Angry Penguin, Associate K, Hellbent88, Moist Tiger, Lucky Lucky, Funding Secured 1231, Anthony511, Andrew EC Kim, L Finkel, Mitch Brady7, Mark James It, Make More 2, Abrodio Rice, Mr. IV, Mr. John Pitchko, PTR, The Iron Man False, Fan Trader, Siriums, Hashbrown441, Bears Tank, Edad, Mike D, Monkey48, Samus from Great State of Texas. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. Remember, tweet at me for where you're listening to this podcast and what you're doing. Um, and email me at juniorthetagang.com with any feature requests or any bug, any bug related stuff, or you know, just dropping a compliment. That's always nice too. I always appreciate those. Um, and then lastly, Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral is a huge help. The code is Theta Gang, no space, all capital, um, and it helps support the website. And you also get a free month of trade alerts so I think that's really cool and you also get a cherry emoji as a flare um, if you've already uh, you know signed up with the referral code go ahead and email me at juniorthetagang.com I got emailed me uh, a list of abbreviated first name and last name and so I could go ahead and verify uh, through that list and then give you your perks um, otherwise thank you guys so much for supporting me uh, up until this far I think I'm about to get a microphone with the Patreon money too so I'm going to be retiring this gamer headset that I've been using um, but yeah um, especially if you're listening to this part right now uh, I think all of you listening to me for 46 minutes and 30 seconds that is nuts it is really nuts um, yeah I mean I guess I could still keep talking but I'm not I'm not I'm not get out of the car go do your thing go shovel that snow peace <laughs>